What's up? It's Lisa Denae. You're listening to Sound Scrub, a place where I get to dissect the writing, production, and recording process of a song with the artist and producer. Let me be chivalrous. That's what he said to me as he was opening my door so casually. Somewhere along the way, I let my feelings fade. I keep on letting them do the bare minimum. It went from pick you up at home to hey, are you alone? And I hate it, hate it, hate it. I'd rather get my beauty sleep than have you next to me for a minute, minute, minute. I'm Zoe Clark. I am a singer songwriter. You might have heard of me or have known me from TikTok and Last One Standing and Hot Mess. Um, a fun fact about myself that not a lot of people know is that I'm a certified scuba diver. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah, oh I, love, I love that. I love the ocean and no one knows that because how would it ever come up in conversation? Yeah. <laughs> when did you get your... You have to get a license, right? Yeah. So I got my scuba diving license I th- in high school. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. I was always like when my family used to go on vacations, I was, I was always a kid. Like I could never stay still. Like I couldn't, my sister <laughs> could just tan and like enjoy the sun and read. And I was always like, no water sports ocean. <laughs> like try, I couldn't say, stay still. So, um, I found a scuba diving kind of lessons where you can kind of get, where you can get certified. And I, I spent that vacation getting scuba dive, um, getting my certificate. That is so cool. What is, where's your favorite place to like scuba? Ooh, I love Antigua. That's a pretty cool place to scuba dive. I mean, I got my license there, but okay. I've always wanted to go to the Great Barrier Reef. I just haven't been able to do that yet. But my sister's also certified. And so she's been to the Great Barrier Reef and I'm so jealous because I'm on my list. Oh my gosh. Wow, that's so amazing. Wow, I could like probably ask you so many other questions based (laughs) on that, but that is so awesome. And I'm sure you'll make it over there eventually. Oh, I'll do it. Yeah, (laughs) so awesome. All right, today's episode of Sound Scrub, we are going to be talking about Wrong Time by Zoe Clark. Let's start with the lyrics of this song. So what is the song about and what inspired you to write it? Yeah, so this song, Wrong Time, is all about 
love and dating in 2022. Mm. And, you know, I'm in my, yeah, I heard that. Yeah. I'm in my early (laughs) twenties and I think dating is so interesting nowadays because Mm -hmm. it's a lot of dating apps and it's a lot of texts at like one in the morning and a Mm. lot of like the talking (laughs) phase and situationships. And there's just so many like different kind of lingos and phrases that are out there that my friends are like, Oh, I'm in a situationship or this, but there's no label and there's this. And then, you know, there's just, so much going on. And I think because dating is so kind of kind, uh, sorry, I can't speak. It's just so accessible right now. Mm-hmm. I think you lose some of that kind of excitement and that spark of what love could be. And this song is all about trying to find a deeper connection in today's day and age. I mean, my friends and I would like, we like, I love rom-coms and we watch rom-coms and we're just like, mm-hmm. where did that love go? Like, we know it's fiction, but like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> like where's the, where's the guy with the boom box and like flowers <laughs> and all those things. And that's kind of how the song came about. I love that. You know, I, yeah, I mean, I picked that up right away and I totally related to this song. I think on even more so more levels of just like outside of dating, just feeling like I was, yeah, born in the wrong time and like grew up in the wrong time. Sometimes, yeah. not all the time, but yeah. And this can very much relate to outside of love mm-hmm. and outside of dating. I mean, I wrote it with that in mind for myself, but you can relate to it in so many different aspects of your life. Cause I feel like everyone at one point in another wishes that they were mm-hmm. born in a wrong time or feel different or feel certain ways than what the social norm is today. Totally. Did did a specific like encounter really spark this idea? Oh, a bunch of them. (laughs) A bunch of them. Um, And I just think I just kind of got to my breaking point point, where I was like, hmm, okay. I mean, a lot of my songs are about, I mean, all of them are about my experiences and what I go through. Mm -hmm. Um, And so my songwriting sessions and then the studio, is just like a big therapy session where I'm like, this is what happened to me yesterday. This is what happened before. So yeah, I just kind of hit my breaking point and I went into the room and I was like, this is what we're writing. This is what's going on. Yeah, we got the song and they were super into the idea. Was the first line of the song, because it's in quotes, like if you look at your lyric sheet, it's in quotes. Was that actually said to you? Yes. Um, that, <laughs> that was a funny, so I went on one date, like I said, I'm super honest in my lyrics Yeah. and I was talking about how, you know, there was one date that I went on where it was a really, like, this was like a really great date. It was one of those rare occasions where it was like a really kind of great situation, but he opened the car door for me mm-hmm. and I was taken aback by that because <laughs> no one's ever opened the car door for me before, Aww. which sounds so sad and horrible. But I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he was like, I'm <laughs> opening the door for you. I was like, I can get my own door. He's like, Zoe, let me be chivalrous. I'm opening <laughs> up the car door for you. And so you know, that's where kind of that line came from because there are those rare occurrences, (laughs) rare occurrences, at least for me right now, um, where great things do happen, but it feels like once in a blue moon. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I hear so many like dating stories from friends and (laughs) my favorite is that like guys ask for like everyone's Snapchat. So they can communicate that way. (laughs) 
I literally <laughs> hate that. I'm if anyone asks me for my Snapchat, I'm it's like, so, hey, no, thank you. <laughs> so crazy. Uh, with this particular song, did you start with the lyrics first and then bring it over to everyone, or did you kind of have like that guitar that's played throughout this song first yeah. and then like kind of top line to that? Yeah. So I feel like every every session that I'm in, it can start so differently. It just mm-hmm. kind of depends on the organic flow of things. Mm-hmm. But for this song, I came in with the idea and we actually started writing the pre-chorus, which is it went from mm-hmm. pick you up at home to hair you alone. And I hate it. And that's kind of how, cause I was just blabbing on about how I was like, it. I literally said, I was like, it went like, it used to be like, I'm going to pick you up at home with flowers and do all these things. And right. now I get text at 1am. And so that (laughs) kind of started the song process and the song idea. And then my producer, Lucas, he went on the piano and just kind of messed around with um, some synthesizers and different sounds. And Mm -hmm. then I just started singing different melodies until something hit. And then we kind of went from there. I think like there are voice memos I have because I voice memo every session where I'm singing this like one loop over and over again. And I actually then sang it into his phone and he uses that as the sample in the song. The part of the song that you hear like at the end of the chorus that goes like, ooh, ooh. Oh, I was, okay. Ooh, ooh. Okay, so that's my voice on like a voice memo recording. And that's actually how like the melody started. Um, and he used that as kind of the hook. And then we kind of gradually created something and dived into it, but it came from that in the pre-chorus. And then, um, we kind of worked together in creating kind of the sound of it. I knew I wanted the song to be really big and -hmm. really powerful. Mm -hmm. And I wanted the production to be huge and something that people can sing along to in their cars. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great melodic hook. And I was actually going to ask how that came about and if it was super random. So, (laughs) yeah, it was. It was a voice memo. And then it was like, ooh, sing that again. I like that. (laughs) And then I did and it created, you know, and then it's in the song. It's in the sample. Yeah, no, it's great. And and there's also something going on in the production in the pre- I don't, I really don't know what it is. I want to say it's like some sort of like warped vocal, but Mm -hmm. I think it happens if I remember correctly, it happens like after, I think each line that you sing in the pre, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about off the top of your head. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, I really loved that. It was like so subtle, but I'm like a sucker for cool, like ear candy like that. Um, No, so am I. I love adding, I'm, I love being technical and I love adding certain details into songs where maybe the listener up front doesn't notice it but Mm -hmm. if you pay close attention or I tell you or you hear it it's there because I feel like for me the production is just important is just as important as the lyrics like Mm -hmm. I want to feel like if you stripped all the lyrics away and you just had the instrumental that the instrumental can kind of tell the story itself and so it's really important to me that kind of the form of the song meets it's like the form meets function and it all kind of correlates and aligns together. And, you know, we started out writing the song by starting with the pre. And so 
I knew that the pre, I wanted the pre to be super catchy leading into the chorus. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things that I was debating. I was like, Ooh, should this be a pre, should this be a part of the chorus? What should it be? But I think it ended up being a kind of great transition into the chorus and kind of get people's attentions. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I agree with that. I really, it, it was its own hook, which is really, really nice. I felt like you, you have some like hooky sections here that flow really well into the next. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoyed the structure of this for sure. What, what about the, what about the bridge? What was the, I think it goes into half, half tempo, if I remember correctly. Yes, it does. I think, you know, I think the post of the chorus, again, like I really wanted this production to be big mm-hmm. and I was very much like, I want this to be released in the summer. I want, I imagine people like, you know, singing this song on their way to the beach or in the right, car, right. like with yeah, their friends. And so the post had its kind of own instrumental moment, mm-hmm. um, which I love, but because and what I wanted to get kind of people up and moving and kind of find the groove. But I think that because the song can get so big, I think there needed to be a moment where the lyrics really stood out and we brought it back down for a mm-hmm. second. And I'm a sucker for like a broke down chorus or, right. you, know, you know, I'm just, I love when like the, the vulnerability of it, because this song is vulnerable in a sense, which Mm -hmm. might not, you know, it's very upbeat and fast tempo, but there is kind of a vulnerability to the lyrics. And so that was kind of a moment where I really wanted it to shine through. And I love like, I don't know. I love slower choruses that lead into something more. If you listen to all the songs, I like low key have one on every single song. Yeah. Well, even your vote, I mean, your vocals are very intimate vocals, especially like in the verses. I think they're like treated really, really nicely. So you can hear that vulnerability. And I mean, it is a frustrate. like dating is so frustrating. And especially with what you're specifically talking about. It's so frustrating. Like we said before, a lot of us feel this way at some point in life, whether it is with dating or, you know, just. I don't know, fashion. I don't like anything really. So no, exactly. And like, again, like I think the coolest thing about songwriting in general is that, you know, I can come in with an idea and something that I want the song to be about, but the second it hits the world, it's kind of up to everyone's interpretation. And I feel like when I release a song into the world, it's not my song anymore. It's for everyone and everyone can interpret it the way that they want to. And if they think the song is about and relates to it in terms of fashion or, you know, social norms or anything Mm -hmm. that's going on in their life, I'm like, great, that's what the song's about for you. Mm -hmm. And that's what it should be about. And so, you know, one of my favorite things about songwriting is being able to relate to people on so many different levels in terms of, you know, this song means this to me, but means this to someone else and this Mm -hmm. to someone else and this to someone else. And I think that that's something that's so cool about it and something that I love and want. Yeah. I agree with that. The different perspectives people have. Yeah. Yeah. Now with your intro, I mean, there is no intro in the song. So did you guys play around with one before, or did you kind of know from the beginning that you really just wanted to jump right into it? 
I really wanted to just jump right into it. Yeah. I had that melody in my head. I really wanted, you know, I think one of the differences between this song and all my others is my other songs, I think are very much, you know, the production is there, but it's a lot less um, produced and the lyrics Mm -hmm. so that the lyrics can stand out the most because I'm a big lyric person. Mm -hmm. And so with this song, I think there had to be such a balance of you know, wanting people to hear the lyrics, but also being a dance song and how to kind of balance it and Mm -hmm. like entwine it into something. And with this song, I knew I was like, I just want to jump right into it. And I want the verses to be very conversational. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I like that. And, and I wanted it to start a little bare in terms of production in the beginning. So people can kind of follow along on a story Mm -hmm. and hear the lyrics first and kind of get them hooked in that sense and then have the production kind of grow with it. Mm -hmm. But I knew it was one of those things that I was like, "Mm, I don't want an intro. I just want it to start because I also think that grabs people's attentions too. They're like, Oh, (laughs) we didn't even have a moment. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Let's just get right into this. Yeah. And I'm like, you didn't. Here you go. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what would you say your favorite lyric line is in this song? Honestly, I think it's the pre. It went from pick you up at home to hair you alone. And I hate it. I'd rather get my beauty sleep than have someone next to me for a minute. Because I think that that kind of perfectly captures what this song is about to Mm -hmm. me. I think. And again, like when I was bringing up when I was in the session and I was like, this is what's going on. And I had this experience and this experience and I'm frustrated. Mm -hmm. I said, you know, I was like, it went from all, I was watching rom-coms the other day and it went from all of this to like text at 2am and I got a text at 2am and I was like in bed watching new girl. And I was like, no, (laughs) (laughs) like what in your right mind would think that I would be like, yeah, come over. Like, (laughs) and so I was just super down about love. And I think that that pre kind of perfectly captures what I want this song to be about. And I loved the contrast. And so I think that's definitely kind of my favorite lyric in the song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really like that melody too. And it's like, you know, I'd rather get my beauty sleep than have someone next to me for a minute. Mm -hmm. And that's all about like wanting a deeper love than Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you can like, if you come over, you know, then it's like you're it's hookup culture. And then when am I going to see you again? And do I like you and all these things? And it's just can be so consuming. And so, Mm -hmm. I've had so many experiences where I was just like, does he like me? Does he like me? Not Uh, like, and and it's just so much. And I'm like, I don't deserve that. (laughs) I don't have time for that. So this song kind of was all about that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Ugh, men. (laughs) let me tell you pieces of work uh what about your favorite production element in this song Ooh, i think my favorite production element i mean i really love the post i think Mm. i'm trying i really i mean i'm really all about those small details like i love vocal distortions i love if I sing something that's like pick you up at home and you can, you can mess around with it and distort it where it doesn't even sound like those words anymore. Mm -hmm. And I love little like pieces of ear candy there. Like you brought up the pre Mm -hmm. and I love those like pieces there. I love the post because 
I don't know. I think the ooh, 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 ooh was kind of how the song started. Yeah. And I think it's cool knowing that it went from that to what it is now. I love those kind of little intimate details that you might not hear. Yeah. And until, you know, until you kind of talk about it. Mm-hmm. It went from pick you up at home to hey, are you Did you guys hit any roadblocks along the way? Like, did anything change lyrically, melodically? Because it really does sound like you had this idea and then you were able to bring it to the studio and it kind of just flowed so well. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we, this was such a long session, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, so we, um, I wrote the song in LA and this session was from, gosh, I think it was like 11 to, I didn't leave until like 930. Oh, wow. um, and that's because, you know, we wrote the song pretty fast. I would say, like I said, like I came in with this idea and it was all mm-hmm. very organic. And so we wrote this song and, you know, maybe two and a half hours, three hours, but then we spent but then I went into the vocal booth and we spent so much time mm. singing the lyrics, doing the vocal distortions. I'm like, oh, you know, there were so many different changes in terms of, oh, I sang this and it sounded a little clunky and I feel like no one's going to understand it. So how mm-hmm. can we change that line? And I remember in the chorus, we were like, is this catchy enough? Maybe we try this. Maybe we try this. Maybe we try this because you can write a song and it can sound great when you do it acoustically but when you get into the setup with the production and with Mm -hmm. everything in the vocal booth I think so many things can change and so then we really took the time to be like you know oh this like the verses are so conversational but they're also very fast and so there were so many like different words that we changed to make them more um to make it clearer for the listener Mm -hmm. you know that we spent so long on the chorus being like is it this melody or is it this melody i think we had like 10 different melodies for the chorus until we kind of picked this one i don't think we had a breakdown chorus until we were in the vocal booth and i was like hmm, maybe we should there were so many i think we, I honestly spent the majority of the time kind of tweaking it there. Mm-hmm. And Lucas loves vocal production. He's an incredible producer. And so we also just spent so much time, you know, working on the vocals and, Ooh, mm-hmm. I did a cool vibrato here. So like, do it again, do it again. Oh, you didn't do it on this take. Let's do it again. Um, and really was very picky with it, mm-hmm. um, which I love. And so mm-hmm. I think writing the song was very organic, but tweaking it and changing certain things and working on the melody. And that was a whole other process. And we, we were all, I mean, we were all kind of like, okay, at nine 30, we're stopping. Cause we're all brain dead right. <laughs> and exhausted, but we'll come, like, we were eating like Starburst and like, that was our only oh nutrition. My God. We were just in it and we were like, okay, we're done. At 9.30, we had to cut ourselves off and then we'll come back with fresh ears in the morning. And then we were kind of like, yes, this is the melody. Or why did we try? Why did we try eight different melodies when the original (laughs) melody was the best? Like it was just a lot of experimenting, which is also what I loved about this, because I feel like we truly did think about every single line, Mm -hmm. every single melody. Does it make sense? Is it telling the story we wanted to tell? 
is the, you know, is it catchy enough? Is it, you know, there were just so many different kind of elements of the song that we kind of tweaked. So it was such a long session, but writing the song was pretty fast until we yeah. decided to like tweak things and revise things, which I love. Cause I feel like, again, like my songwriting is a story mm-hmm. and that's what songwriting is. It's storytelling in a different form. And I wanted it to make kind of the most sense and yeah. hit the right way or hit the way that I want it to. Right. Right. Do you remember what words were taken away? Oh, hmm. let me see if I can, let me see if it's on my phone because we've changed so many things. I think this is going to be hard because I don't necessarily remember off the top of my head but, oh yeah, I mean, we had so many different lines that we were like, I mean, brainstorming lines too, like, oh, okay, you know, right. shouldn't have to compromise. Is this what love looks like? I was born in the wrong time or am I just filling your time? Oh, I don't like looking online, you know? Oh, you almost had almost filling or am I filling your time instead yeah, of you're like, the wrong I, time? Oh, that's yeah, so interesting. Okay. You know? I think there's so many different, I came in with the wrong, like, I feel like I'm born in the wrong time. I want to be born in this era again. Also right, that stems right. from like my sister's eight years older than me. Oh, and wow. so, yeah. So when I was growing up and I was in middle school or even elementary school, she was in high school. Yeah. And I just remember that. like, she, <laughs> she just like had, I don't understand her charm, but men like guys from like, there were so many times where boys showed up to my house with flowers for my oh, sister. For her. Oh. Yeah. And oh. I was like, what, this is what love is. And she got like love notes in her locker and like, Oh my gosh. Incredible, I know all That's these incredible so things. So I would see them and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. This is so oh. cool. And then love now I'm like, Oh, didn't get that. And I was like, I wish I was born in my sister's era. Wow. I wish this kind of um, started it all. So I mean, there were just, we had so many, like, you know, we had so many different like brains, like my patience is wearing thin. Am I just filling spaces? Mm -hmm. Easy comes easy. Like we just had so many weird lines, but I think I don't really have the old versions of the verse, you know, specific things. I just have like lines at the bottom that are like kind of brainstorming. Well, yeah, the fill it, the filling, t- filling your time versus time. it being wrong time. Like that's a huge, huge one. Oh, yeah. Even though it was just like brainstorming, you know. But yeah, I think you guys definitely made the right decision. I love the wrong time for sure. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it was definitely you know it was very much like is this hitting the right way? Is this yeah. going to be wrong time or should it be am I filling your time and wanting something more we really went down every path until we were like no this is what we want to say and this is how we right say. right 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 did anything change in particular to like with the production at all like you guys took that break you went home and so when you guys came back the next day with fresh ears yeah did anything change with the production I just remember Lucas was sending me different versions of the production. And every time I was like, I want the course to be bigger. (laughs) I want it to be bigger. I wanted, I'm really into dynamics. And so Mm -hmm. I really, like I said, like I want 
the instrumentals to kind of take you on a journey in and of itself without the lyrics. And so I knew that I wanted it to start raw and vulnerable to kind of have that piece there. Then I wanted to build a little bit more in the pre, and then I wanted to be big in the chorus. Initially the chorus was smaller than the post. And then the post came and it was this huge thing, but it felt too like abrupt. Like I feel like it, there wasn't a clear transition of like, Oh, we got to the chorus, but the post feels bigger than the chorus. And I was like, mm, that's weird. It needs to be the other way around or the chorus is bigger. And the post is there as kind of a little groove before we get back into the verse. So there was a lot of playing around with the post and the chorus and the balance between the power dynamics between the two and which is more important. Um, and so we, you know, trialed a lot of those until the, chorus I thought needed to be the bigger kind of element of it. And then going into the second verse, I still wanted it to be vulnerable, but it can't go back to being like bare bones because you're building a story. So I wanted there to be some aspects of that in there and continue to grow. And then I was like, Ooh, maybe it's too big. Maybe we need to bring it back down for a second. And that's when we had the, um, breakdown chorus which I think worked perfectly too, to bring that vulnerability back in a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, then just going right into the post and ending it. It was a lot of like experimenting. This was such a song that was so experimented with. <laughs> we, yeah. Um, no, that's cool. Which though. I love, which I love. And yeah. I'm also someone that like, anytime I'm in a session or you know, a room, I'm, I'm very vocal about like, if you have any ideas or think things could be better, if you change this, or if you do this, if you like, don't, like, please say it, like, don't hold back because I want to try right. everything to kind of make mm -hmm. the song what it needs to be. So uh, we all kind of yeah. brought different brainstorms and different ideas to the table, which is what I loved about this. Yeah, no, I like that. I like that too. Like almost serving what's best for the song. Exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. 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 Well, were there any other, um, things that happened during the writing production or recording process of the song that you'd love to share that we haven't touched on. Hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything, any fun. I mean, it started out as a therapy session as every one of my song <laughs> yeah. sessions do. Um, and then I think it's cool how we started. I still have the voice memos of when we started writing the song, Lucas actually sent me, um, the post that I was singing in his phone. And he was like, Oh my gosh, I forgot that this is how it got, how it turned into what it is now. Mm. And so I just love, I love how the song gets created. And I love the process from like the start to the beginning and how it can mm -hmm. start as a simple voice memo or a simple melody that's in your head to kind of building off of it to what it is now. I mean, I think I really, I really did love how nitpicky we were with everything with this song. Um, I think at times a little too nitpicky where we got in our own heads and we were like, does this make sense? You know, when you say a word too many times and you're like, this doesn't sound yeah. like a word anymore. I think that that's what happened, you know, with this song a lot, but then we took a step back and we were like, okay, let's take a second. Let's not think about this let's go back to it in a, in a, you know, in an hour. And I think I really love that because I think with this song, I'm not questioning, Oh, well, what if we change this? Or what if we change this? I think it, it is kind of the perfect storm of 
everything that we wanted it to be. And Mm -hmm. just knowing kind of the time and energy we took changing and trying so many different things, it doesn't leave you to question like, Oh, what if it was this? Or what if it was this? Um, and so I just really kind of liked the experience of writing it and how, you know, nitpicky we were with even like the vocals, like when I was in the vocal booth, you know, in the pre or even in the verses, there were some like, um, vibrato moments in there on certain words. Mm -hmm. And we literally went back and did like a million takes, like (laughs) me doing the vibrato until we got the perfect one. Um, and there's so many kind of vocal stacks and comps in there Mm -hmm. of the best take. And I think not a lot of people know that unless you're obviously a musician or a producer or a songwriter in the industry at all. Um, when you're, cutting vocals for the song. It's not like you're just singing it in one take and hoping for the best. Right. You kind of break it down from the verse, the pre, the chorus. You want to make sure you get all the emotion in there. You might sing a line and your producer is like, oh, that was really great. Can we do that like eight more times? <laughs> yeah. And you like, I'm super nitpicky. And so there were moments where I was frustrated and I was like, Oh, I didn't get the vibrato the way that I wanted. Let me do it again. Let me do it again. Let me do this again. Let me do this again. And what if we did this? And I think to the listener's ear, it's not something that they notice, but it all perfectly kind of creates the song. Cause you want, um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, I did a million, like I did so many different takes <laughs> and stacks and harmonies were super important in this song as well. But I think a lot of people might not know the, you know, the different layers of the vocals and how many takes mm-hmm. you do in order to get it the way that you want it to sound Yeah, because you can sing it a completely different way. And all of a sudden it can change the vibe of the song. Yeah. And so that was really fun too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love that part, like putting a lot of love into vocals and vocal production is super important anyway. So anyone listening, you should be <laughs> very much so paying attention to that. Vocal detail. production is so important. <laughs> it's really yeah, it can definitely make or break a song, like just like the emotion and all the textures and stuff. So, yeah, I, I love that process, but it is a lot of work. It's a lot more work than people realize yeah. for sure. And then the comping aspect is just like a whole another mind game I honestly like (laughs) I have so much respect for producers because I just don't understand it I I try my hardest to like you know I think I went to school um at a music school I was a I went to Belmont and I was a songwriting major and so Mm -hmm. in a music business minor so I spent all my time really focused on the songwriting side of things and the vocal production side of things but I took a few audio engineering courses using, you know, pro tools and logic and kind of getting and learning how to produce a song and mix a song. And it's so ridiculously hard. And it was one of those things that I was like, Oh my gosh, my brain just can't compute. (laughs) I was like, you know, there's some things that I know. And during COVID when a lot of things were over zoom, you know, I know how to take my vocals and comp them. And I learned how to, you know, tune things. And I learned how to, you know, cut guitar and vocals and do kind of the basics. But when it comes to production, it's just insane how many different aspects are a part of it. And I always tell my producers, I'm like, I have so much respect for you because this is so hard. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Sure. Are you into production at all? I don't produce I co-produce. Um I think I'm I do what sounds like you do. Um like I'm just in the whole process from yeah. start to finish. Um and I know what I'm looking for like sonically pretty much like as I'm writing a song. So, um but I don't know how to like I can track vocal yeah. my own vocals, but that's pretty much my own knowledge of using a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Same page. <laughs> so yeah, I like I don't know. I never for some reason never really was interested in in learning how to fully produce a song on my own. I don't know why, but I I love collaborating and and stuff. So I'm kind of just in the back, like telling telling my ideas and trying to communicate them to yeah. the producer. I'm always say that I speak. So I'm like, do you understand what I'm right. thinking? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell everyone where they can listen to wrong time and follow you on social media? Yes. You can listen to wrong time anywhere your heart desires on YouTube, on Amazon music, on Spotify, on Apple music, on I'm pretty sure like Deezer radio, (laughs) anywhere where you can listen to music, wrong time is there. Um, and you can follow me on my socials. My Instagram is Zoe Clark official. I spell Zoe Z O E. I don't have the Y, um, (laughs) which I, everyone's always like gives me slack for, but I'm like, no, this is the way my (laughs) name is spelt. Um, so it's Zoe Clark official on Facebook, on Instagram, um, on Snapchat, not that I use Snapchat that much, but I'm trying to. Um, <laughs> and my TikTok is Zoe Clark Music. Um, and you can follow me there. And I would love if you followed me and we can connect and we can all kind of create this fun community. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much, Zoe, for coming on Sound Scrub. I really enjoyed the song um, and also really enjoyed like hearing the whole process too. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No, I loved this. This is great. You can listen to the full song on your favorite music platforms or check out SoundScrub Presents Featured Sounds playlist on Spotify. Make sure to follow me, your host, Lisa Denae, on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and many more at Lisa Denae or at Lisa Denae Music. If you're enjoying the show and would love to support SoundScrub, please visit lisadenae.com forward slash SoundScrub for more details. Thank you for listening.